to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello, welcome to episode 113 of Three Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird, and today I'm with Colin McKay. Colin, Yay. you are back a- after a. A massive hiatus, I'm back. I thought you were away for longer, apparently you're back, you're on it before on episode 111 apparently. 111. No, 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 111, sorry, that's a mistake. I'm going back further, I'm going back further. 109. Been a wee while. Been a wee, uh, four uh, weeks, about a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I've been busy with kids and holidays and summer and stuff like that, so just life getting in the way of fun as usual. Yeah. As it does. As it does. Time to time. But you're back. back. I'm back, yeah, back. back with a beer and a... Microphone and movies to talk about. <laughs> to um, talk what about. are you drinking tonight? Uh, Cold Town Lager again. Nice. Because I'm getting a bit predictable. And you have learned though that you don't like pale ale. Pale ale, yes. <laughs> I got it. Got it. I did have to ask you. I didn't get I would have probably asked for the wrong thing. But you did ask me, and then you also went, Are you sure we've like, had this discussion <laughs> at least every time you were in here for the past like, three months? Yeah, yeah, every yeah. time you order, we have this discussion. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got the right one. And I was like, What are you drinking? I am drinking something called Dibble. B-I-B-B-L-E Why do I know that word, Bibble? Is it from... It's um, the Bubble Milkshake thing, maybe one of them? No, I'll bit. look it up later and get back to you, but the words... It reverberates my brain for some reason, it means it's something to me. from the Wild why. Beer Company? I've never heard of it. Scottish, yeah. I have no idea, to be honest. I'm sure. Well, is it good? It's nice, it's, it's, it's American. Yeah, it's American. It's up in the thing. Well, it's not American style, I think. American well, IPA, can yeah, I? Yeah, American IPA. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's okay. It's I think it might be British because it's got that kind of tangy Britishness yeah. to it. You know, that you yeah. get from stuff like, I think an example of the paleo we drink here. Um, in fact, not similar to the, the Cold Town yeah. paleo, but yeah. a bit darker. It's a lovely colour. It's a nice colour. We were in work today, I, I don't drink wine. I'm not a wine drinker at all. Never have been. I don't, I don't understand wine. But the conversation turned to people that chill red wine. Is that not a thing? Apparently, well, no, because red wine's room temperature, white wine's chilled. Right, okay. But apparently there's this kind of upcoming movement trend, now. yeah, where people are chilling red wines. I mean, I'm not going to drink wine, but then again, I'm getting to the age where I might start drinking wine. Yeah, well, apparently this is the thing, you chill it and it changes the flavour and stuff like that. So, ah. is, that the, is that the same thing like people in Britain always get mocked, or people not in Britain, people in England get mocked for drinking other lagers and stuff at room? Warm, warm beer, possibly. Because I don't like a warm beer, I don't like taste no, right. No, I know, I'm the same. I, I kind of guess when you're at home and you're out in the last three quarters and it's kind of a bit warm, but you like your beer to be... I like it cold. cold. Yeah. I like it. And some beers don't taste good once they start. Like, for example, a shit beer like Carling, for example, it could only be drunk when it is literally just close to freezing. Yeah. yeah. It's very <laughs> Make it refreshing at least at that yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, kill the taste by numbing your throat. By exactly, exactly. <laughs> by making it something. But yeah, apparently this is the thing, um, there's a movement that, that's chilling red wine. Which I mean, I, I think I'm going to say eight years before I can worry about wine. I can't do wine at all. I I've tried wine and I, I, every now and again I'll kind of have a wee sip. Yeah. No. I think maybe the problem I'll have with wine is but people will probably be say all beer taste the same. I think I would say the same thing with wine. If someone gave me like a five pound bottle of wine I'll, and a five thousand bottle yeah. of wine, I'd be like, okay, it's exactly I'll the same. probably get crucified for saying this, but I think there's a lot of pretentious wine creates around in the beer, the, the wine community. I think oh, yeah. there's a lot. And the beer community as well. You know, the whole it's got to be drunk out of this particular glass yeah, and drunk yeah, this, yeah. eating with this, and I'm like, all right. 
has it all really, yeah. you know, does it really need to fucking be like that just to enjoy a glass of wine? So I think there's a lot of snobbery around yeah. around wine. But there's a lot of snobbery around beer as well these days. It's getting get that way as well. Definitely, yeah. Hipsters, that's what I blame. I blame the hipsters with their rolled up trousers and white socks. Yeah, but I am not far off being a hipster myself, so I'm being kind to them for a little bit. Dude, do you have the fucking furthest removed from I've got hipster tendencies. I don't like it, but I do definitely have them. Such as? I mean, I'm drinking wine and beer, to be honest. That's <laughs> one. That that's kind of broken through and became. You think that's not hipster anymore? Yeah, I think the hipsters are, are kind of probably pissed off because they'll probably start drinking tennis. Oh no, yeah. Drinking tennis all the one. Yeah, um, so no, I think we've transcended hipster. We're kind of. We're okay. We're too old to be hipsters yeah. now. Yeah, I'm okay with that then. You're not a hipster. Sir. Um, before we go into the nonsense review, we'll start with because you've not been here for a while. Yes. What have you watched of late that you've we'll, we'll touched? We've all, we've all just touched on in the podcast over the last four weeks. Have you watched anything of interest you want to talk about first yes, of all? Yes, um, still watching Community. Still, ter- do you, I'm on a, 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 I'm working out, I've now done seven episodes of this. Seven. I want to start the season four. Is Chevy out yet? Not yet, but season four is where Harmon Left parks and comes yeah. back to season five. Yeah. Only into the fourth episode. You, see a, you see a decline, slightly? Do you know what? Slightly, but in terms of, it's still funny. Do you know what I mean? It's still better than most things you'll see. It is um, still consistently funny throughout the series. Yeah. But it, there is a decline, I think there's a sharp decline yeah. after he leaves and then when Chevy leaves, it jumps again. Which, yeah. like you said, it's still better than maybe 90% of things yeah. out there, but there is definitely a dip. Because we're just so used to the good stuff. You've got such a high standard, yeah. then, you know, you maintain it. But I'm still, still enjoying it. It's still, I, I think, I think Abed's possibly one of the greatest characters ever written for something. But, I agree, and it's not it's, he's up there. Have you watched a good place yet? No. no. The good place has got a character in it called Janet, who plays like a sort of a human version of Google. Right. It's the same level. It's commitment to performance yeah. and completely in, embracing the performance and in every level. It's even wee nuances. Like um, there was one episode we watched a few weeks ago where he kind of switched to being normal. Uh-huh. But the acting that he does was just so subtle. It's, yeah, it's like, so wow, yeah. I mean, this fucking just blew me away. I was like, this is just nuts. I mean, the level, just the levels this guy's putting into his character. Which is fucking insane. You know, you, you know, you do know he's in Captain America: Winter Soldier. He has. He's got a wee. A wee cameo. Uh, but do you know what? Because I hadn't seen Community when I didn't watched that, I didn't know who he was. And and he's like, oh, that's when nice. When I rewatch it, I'll be like, ah. Yeah, but um, yeah, possibly one of the, one of the, the, the best characters I've ever seen. Yeah, screen, yeah. So ah, much depth and so much like pathos to him as well. He's yeah. a really wonderful character. Yeah, yeah, you feel for him that he makes you laugh. Uh-huh. And it's just wow, man. Yeah, what great character. Character. It's just fucking blowing me up every time I watch it. I'm like, wow, you know, why is it taking me this long to watch it? I'm kind of the same American Office. I'm working with you all, working my way through that. And there's moments in that where it's genuinely it's standingly funny. Like, yeah. it's like amazingly funny. And I know he's taking me. Like, I what, think. This thing I think the problem with us um, is, is I think we resist the mainstream. We do, yeah. Even though I don't think community that we're mainstream, but you hear like kind of people mention your lecture. Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm, I don't want to buy into your kind of cult, almost. Yeah. And then when you watch it, like fuck, I was wrong. Yeah, it's like, like, um, was so wrong. Parts and Rec as well. Have you seen Parts and Rec yet? I tried watching the first couple and it didn't hit. Yeah, that's the problem. Parts and Rec first season, they're not likeable. See the second season, they become likeable characters and it's fantastic from the second season onwards. So you've mm-hmm. actually got to go through the first six episodes. Second season, almost excellent. So but again, same idea, you go, that's, fin- that's fantastic. Yeah, and you're just like, why did that why take so long? Yeah. I should resist these things. And then you can see it. Um, the other thing I watched on Sky Movies the other night, um, I hadn't seen, I missed this in the cinema. Um, I know you guys have seen it, was the Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. Beige. I enjoyed it more than the first one. 
I really, I, I liked that a lot. People said it's filler and it, you know, it doesn't matter. It is filler. I would, cut out and I'm like, I, I thought there was a fleshed out story in there. I would disagree. I think it is better than the first one, only because the first one is so horrendously terrible. <laughs> okay. that's, that's just my opinion of it, yeah. The first one was cute, but I, I don't know, people kept saying, you know, for me, I don't know, I kind of, maybe I'm shallow, but I, I thought the story was quite fleshed out and quite necessary to progress things. I would like, like to, I would have preferred if they didn't put Johnny Depp in, you've made it, just kept it as good law. Think so? I, yeah, I'm not buying that character. Johnny Depp's character? Yeah, I'm not buying it, yeah. um, I'd rather do law just play them, to be honest. I quite liked that they outed him, that was good. Eventually. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, it's just, you know, I kind of want to see him in Dumbledore. No, that wasn't Jude Law. Was it Jude No, Colin Farrell played him. Sorry, Colin Farrell played him in the first film. Oh yeah, and then he swapped him. Yeah, so I always see Colin Farrell in that role. I like Colin Farrell as an actor more than I like Johnny Depp. Really? Yeah. Controversial. No, I like Colin. I'm not a huge fan of Colin Farrell. I think Farrell's a great actor who happens to be a very good-looking man. Right. And and he's been burdened by that, unfortunately. And is it? Yeah. It's a, it's a tough button to carry, obviously, but it's like, you know, I'm so, I'm so damn attractive, I can't be a great actor. I think he's a good no, actor. I'm really hit and miss with him. I've kind of spoken with Farrell before, I'm so hit and miss with him. Um, I think I've, lately he's been a lot better because he's not doing the big film. He's doing a lot of, sort of smaller films, yeah. really small roles, and sort of he's really embodying the roles. Yeah. When they, they try to make him, at one point they were trying to make him the next mm. big action hero star. Yeah, yeah. And was, those ones I didn't really go for as much, you know, when he's in stuff like SWAT. Yeah. Um, Phone Booth was not bad, but... Um, I was I don't think I'm not buying you that, but now he's doing stuff well, down more key, I'm actually he's going to choosing enjoy choosing the roles he wants yeah, essentially, and no yeah, yeah. one's kind of, you know, he's, he's over, he's, he's, he's missed he's the opportunity. He's over trying to be a movie yeah. star now. Same with Jude Law, Jude Law at one point was going to be a movie star. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's still very famous, and he's now became a good actor, and it's like a really solid yeah. actor. The older he gets, I think the better he becomes yeah. an actor. What I did appreciate was um, Jude Law's take on Michael Gambon's take on Dumbledore. Yeah, it's all right, yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well dressed. Yeah, it's well dressed. Well, um, it had the nuances and stuff like that down here, didn't it? But, um, no, I, really I am looking forward to the full-on Dumbledore, Grindelwald going at the action. I don't think it's going to show you ah, that. I hope it does. <laughs> just a tour of this, like, cruise in London and the 70s looking for some dick and glory holes. <laughs> That's all I'm looking for. There was a dream of glory holes. I don't know. What, what really confused me was, um, do you know the character in it, Queenie? That's the one who is going out with the baker. Yeah. Yeah. That's not Rachel Weisz. No, it's not Rachel Weisz. That confused you like that. Yeah. You went through the whole life, you're looking at people going, you're not Rachel Weisz. Well, I had the exact same thing with the Lost in Space TV show. Um, where Rachel Weisz is not going to do the Lost in no, Space TV no, show. No, listen, where um, all the way through it, I was like, wow, Ali is amazing. She's really, really good. Right. And by episode six, it was like, oh, that's... Parker Posey. <laughs> that's not Ali Sheedy. And this is how I'm like, oh, wait, wait. That's not Rachel Weisz. I'm betting you've done a lot with Isla Fisher and Amy Adams. No, I never met, no, because I don't, I fucking hate Amy Adams. So okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was convinced it was Rachel Weisz. No. And, and I realised, do you think there's a, a similar thing? Nah. No. Nah. Maybe, I maybe, I'm, maybe I'm projecting shit. I mean, yeah. I, I watched Rachel Weisz in pretty much everything, because yeah. we are fans of I know, Rachel Weisz. I, 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 I thought it was her. Nah, but as I said, I don't exactly remember I saw in space. I was like, you know, six hours in before I realised it's not. No, I she It's Parker Posey, who looks... It's similar. Like. A bit, yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you more the Ali Sheedy one to Marco Posey that I will give you Rachel Weisz to whoever plays oh, that okay. chicken that cool. hey, So you watched that, anything else? And I enjoyed it a lot. Um, other than that, um, just cinema stuff, which so, we'll come on to in a minute or two, or do you want to use... Don't do the stuff, the main stuff, do, um, like, do oh, stuff, so no, don't do, don't do that one yeah, for example. Okay. But do this one if you want. Okay, once upon a time. In Hollywood. Uh, in Hollywood. So, what do, I, I've not heard your thoughts you did, on you, you've listened to the podcast, I, you're not I, on it? No. I, I, I don't 
fucking time. Okay. <laughs> what did you think of it? I loved it. Yeah. I genuinely loved it. Um, I thought it was a, a wonderful meandering look through Hollywood for two hours. That just sort of didn't go anywhere, but just told you so much. It was so interesting and so fun to watch. And you know, you love a lot of side moments. Like you have the, the, the little Bruce Lee sort of side swipe, and you have also the bit where he's sitting talking to the young girl, the, the actress, and we see the bit where he's trying to act but just can't get the lines and he's working with Oliphant and he's like just struggling and then you have the moment when he's doing the great acting with um, Luke Perry yeah that scene um, also Spider-Man was in it as well did you notice that? Nicholas Hammond was in it yes. I thought you would enjoy that old school Spider-Man oh, not Spider-Man no, yeah Spider-Man yeah. Spider you start when we don't have Sony Spider-Man fuck you we had Nicholas Hammond <laughs> Spider-Man for many years who wore swimming goggles yeah um, <laughs> so I loved all that stuff and then the final 40 minutes is just this, it's like a fever dream insanity that you sort of, you don't really know what's happening, where it's going, or, or, or what, and then the aftermath of all that is just, just such bitter sweetness when you see what could have been. You know, the final shot of, of the greeting, you're like, oh my God, if it went a different way, that you had, you, this would have went, the world goes a different tangent, you know. Yeah. And it changes. It's like we alternate here. We alternate universe where you go, what if? And it's just that wonderful. And I, um, I thought Pitt was the best he's been since probably Fight Club. And Pitt's done some great stuff in the last like, 20 years. The Campro, I thought, was a lot of fun. He was excellent as well. Margot Robbie was, I think, I, I think the, the criticism of her being underused was legitimate, but I think I liked the use of her. She was, she wasn't, she was a, a, a consistent presence in the film without. If you put more into it, I think you would not have needed it. I think, that, but I'd understand that the the kind of. I think that was Tarantino's point. Is she was a central. You know, she's a side yeah. character, and she's a side character in her own story almost. Um, I thought Bruce Dern had a great weed moment in his in his yes, role. Always. Um, you know, in for ten minutes and just kills it as well. I enjoyed the British boy playing. Who played um, Steve McQueen? Oh, Damien Lewis. Was, yeah. Enjoyed him. He day. looks. Jesus Christ. He's got the good looks of, of um, him. Yeah. Um, Emil Hirsch was good as well. Yeah. I didn't know who he was until the end, and I was like, "To him, who was Emil Hirsch for him?" And I was like, "Fuck, I know who Emil Hirsch is." Yeah, yeah. I just didn't pick up that screw he was. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I like the fact that Tom Cruise has stretched himself as a filmmaker. He's, he's moving away from that the, the pulpy, almost B movie stuff he done with Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. Um, Jackie Brown and Kill Bill are very much a, a genre piece and all that thing. He's making himself into like a, a, a classic American filmmaker in the same line as Malik, you know, or Coppola. He, he's, he's moving into that with, with his own flourishes, obviously, and proving he can do anything. And I thought as well, I think this is the third film that he's done without Sally Menke editing. And I thought in Django and Hateful Eight, that was obvious. That it was someone else editing his material. It felt, it felt, it, it lingered sometimes too long. They seemed to be a bit tighter. It, 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 two hours and forty is a long film, yes. but it moves a lot better, I think, and it doesn't feel like two hours and forty. So I loved it. What right. about you? Okay, first of all, we'll start with the score for it, okay. and then I'll give you the reasons why. Hard push to give it a six. I'd oh no way! Seriously? Five. The score of the film itself. Um, the film itself, out of 10, I'd give it a soft fucking 6. Oh, um, no way. Hard 5, I would say. Um, the meandering was proper. Do you know what? Like, I, I, I cannot get... I, I've seen everything Tarantino's done. Yeah, yeah. I get Tarantino, but this was just 
too much. It was like you know caricature at terms of time. No, I think see the lot. Like, I, I, you're driving a car again. You're still fucking driving. Stop driving a car. No, no, still, still. still I don't think it goes. The car compared goes. to Hateful Eight, I thought it was a lot more refined than Hateful Eight. Do you think so? Yeah, Hateful Eight. I thought again. I, I would say Hateful. I thought was very meandering and, and so and other things. What frustrated me was um, I thought that there wasn't one bad performance and I think what you were saying about Pitt I think this is his career defining performance I think this is Pitt's done he won't be defined he'll be defined by Fight Club and by Seven maybe I think, I think, well, I think this is his best performance no, he's his best performance I think people think of Pitt they will still think of, of that. Fight, of fight um, Club but in terms of performance yeah, this definitely is best, it yeah. he is. everybody was, was, was amazing um, the last 20 minutes I would say maybe 25 yeah was Tarantino, you know, doing ah. what Tarantino does, but I don't know. I, j- I just got really kind of itchy and bored, and just hurry the fuck up, Jimmy. Nah, where are you going? What are you doing? And I, how many slow films have we watched? Where yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm not adverse to just a film that you know just meanders through life, but I was just dead. Oh, fucking stop being Tarantino for you know. I think your criticism, I think, is legitimate. I think there will be an audience, a, a, a big portion of audience, who will see this film will feel very the same as you. Mm. They will they want somebody to put a foot in the gas and try and be along and you have that whole moment when Pitt goes to Manson's like ranch and you yeah. go and, you're, and you can expect something something's going to happen there and maybe not enough happens there at the time. So I can get the frustration with that. As a Tarantino fan, I was willing to forgive it and I enjoyed the journey and the the, the way yeah. it wandered me down. Now I've only watched it once so far, so I can't judge it on a second view. Some of these, I think sometimes you know films I think do better on repeat and some yeah. yes, like for example Hatefully I enjoyed a lot the first time I saw it. I'll mean Joe rewatched all the Tarantino you know, films recently and Hatefully it's one of my least favourite films. It doesn't hold up on the on say it, 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 whereas when I first saw um, I think it was Django. I was maybe a little bit down on it when I first saw it, but I went back and seen it three or four times and totally up on it now. It does it. Ah. Yeah, and I'll give this as I mean I will watch it again at some point. I mean I'll, I'll kinda let it breathe first. Um, the problem is it, it, it wasn't a bad film, but it was just, I think just... Do you think you're still expecting... I think it's just too much of self, self-indulgence from Tarantino. I, mean, I think it was self-indulgent, but it wasn't... It, I think if you're going to see a Tarantino film, say, like Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs or um, Jackie Brown, I think he's moved beyond that now, but people still get that in their mind. Yeah. The very punchy Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. He's not, I think he's evolving as a filmmaker, he's becoming a, he's becoming a better filmmaker, I would say. Um, so Brad Pitt was stand out. He was just fucking yes. Wow, he was funny as well. He was very funny. Pitt was him uh, the bit of him and Kurt Russell was really good as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything him was funny. Uh, DiCaprio, yeah, again. Him and DiCaprio were good together as well. Yeah. Who I really enjoyed surprisingly, and when I seen him, I was like, fuck, that's a Boston Butler. Who was he? Tex. He's gonna be Elvis Presley. Yeah. Do you know what? He's a cracking reactor. I mean, he's he's kind of done a few Kevin Smith kind of gigs as well. Boston Butler was in... Red State? Yoga Hoses. Possibly Yoga Hoses, I think. Or Tusk. Right yeah. um, I know he's going to be there. I know he's going to be in the Diaries on TV. Yeah. And he's going to be in... Um, he's in the Baz Luhrmann film that's going to be Elvis. Right. He's in something yeah. else recently this yeah. year as well. It's been good year for him. I was really impressed with him. I impressed him as well. He was... Like I said, there wasn't, you couldn't pick one film and say that was bad, because no. you'd be like, fuck off, it was just, it was just, I think just Tarantino just, you know, giving himself a stroke, and I, I, I think get, 
every director's that that's their thing. Yeah. But it was almost like caricature. Nobody to say, whoa, you know, dude, fucking chill. I think if you go into a film, a Tarantino film, and not expect self-indulgence, you're going in a silly way. I think mm. a, a guy like that, a guy, I mean, he's a guy who will always self-indulge. He's, his whole career has been overly this one. That's the yeah, problem. Overly, yeah. But it, it wasn't terrible. I was just a bit kind of bored. Um, the payoff at the end, which you're not allowed to spoil. No. No. no, no. no. Was good. Um, was the payoff a disservice to what really happened? No, because I think it's from the very opening of the film. It's a fairy tale. It's even called Once Upon a Time. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm okay Do with you it. Think so? I'm okay, okay with it. Yeah. So I just, I was just he is not much like Inglourious Bastards. He's not presenting it as history. Yeah, he's, inve- he's, inve- he's, in- he's shown it as his version of history. Yeah, he has, you know, he has a wee uh, story. Yeah, what, uh, what if this happened? What if this happened? Um, Margot Robbie. Yeah, I think it's a shame she's got a bit of stick for this because I think she doesn't have a lot to say. Yeah. Um, she doesn't have a lot to do. No. But what she does serve she's film. She the film, but she has a side. She has a side. I kind of her own story. It has solidified in me the fact that I. Don't really think Margot Robbie's that good. So I've been yet to be convinced entirely by her. Always yeah. been on the fence yeah. where, um, and this is kind of tipping me off. And I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really convinced by it. I'm, at all. I'm, well, I've, I've not seen an end my goal. That was a great Margot Robbie yeah. performance. Yeah. I mean, she done the serious one this year with the Mary Queen of Scots, and yeah. I felt he was just sort of it wasn't a great performance. Um, I can't really think of much. I was like, oh, that's a film. Oh, that's a great Margot Robbie performance. Yeah. Yeah, as much as it's horrible to say, Harley Quinn is a Harley Quinn's a terrible performance. I know, but because it's a, such a caricature of a character that's a caricature, yeah. she does it. Do you know, I like her in I Tonya. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of her. Not a fan of her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. So, yeah, so, sorry, dude. I mean, it's like, it wasn't terrible, and I'm not kind of shitting on it and saying he's, he's just fucking Tarantino. Yeah. I mean, I love the man to bits, and I've seen like, everything he's done, do you know yeah. what I mean? His adulty bits, um, but. It left me a bit cold. Repeat viewing it might. Right, uh, can you get that? I mean, you watch it same thing, like boom. I think something like something like a Tarantino film, or me, you went to a Tarantino, or a Coen Brothers film, or a Spielberg film, or a Smith kind of Smith film. Because there's so such massive fans that there's almost a feeling of you feel down after a little bit because, or do you know, because it's like, oh my god, it's over, and, and your ratings are so high. I felt a bit the same when I was watching the Avengers Endgame. Yeah. I felt a little bit let down at points because yeah. I wasn't because it's like. It's happening. Yeah. In retrospect, I loved it. Yeah. But at the time you're watching, going, I feel, oh my god, it's like this is ending. This, this is actually. This, this is it. Yeah. And I think maybe sometimes we go with such high expectations that those that they simply cannot be met. Do you think? Do you think that's undone? No. Because he's, he's he's kind of been dangling this some um, out I'm out. I'm out. No, he's, well, technically he's got one film left. Right. Okay. Because Kill Bill's technically one film, not two. Not two. So he's got okay. one film left. Star Trek. He's only right now. He's not directing. Direct no. Okay. We'll find out. Anything else of interest? You Anything in else of interest in the cinema? Um, no. That's it. That is. Oh shit! Just very briefly, I took the kids to see Horrible Histories. What Romans? Not good. Fucking dreadful. It was dreadful. Yeah, Worse than Shakespeare, and Shakespeare was fucking. Shakespeare bad. was all right. Bill I was good. Gave it a two out of ten. I think I went pretty low as well. <laughs> um, I gave it five. It was fucking bad. It really, was very bad. Yeah. Way too much singing. I, I don't totally. I'm like, this wasn't fucking sold as a music no. when I bought the ticket. Do you know what I mean? And I, I felt bad to see the boy playing the head Roman, or the, yeah. the, the emperor. Yeah. He's in a film called Submarine. Right, okay. And he's phenomenal in that film. 
Wow, and this and he's fallen <laughs> such high. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what happened to you, pal? To this, um, the two leads were terrible as well. Uh, it was just a, I think everyone was trying hard, but just didn't never yeah, had it. Just never, never yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed on that um, one. That's me done. That's you. Um, well, we'll move on to where we quit. What I'm watching. Um, I think we're already ticking over the time this now. We're yeah. already at like uh, 20 odd minutes, so we're, we're on our own schedule. On our schedule, yeah. Um, so I watched Manifest, a TV show, which is sort of like passenger plane takes off, flies from Jamaica to America. Half the flight had a bit of turbulence. Everyone thinks that turbulence were fine. Plane lands, but when it lands, it's actually five years in the future. But no one in the plane knew this. Well, okay, it's right. a good premise. Yeah. Great premise. Yeah, does not deliver on that premise. Why? It's trying to be lost, it's trying to be fringe, it's trying to be the X-Files, it's trying to be about everything, and it doesn't really know what it is. Some of the acting is pretty substandard, I won't lie. It's, it's not particularly engaging and at times very soap opera Right. But it is, it's got a lot of ideas and a lot of shit, it's a lot of shit at the walls and trying to think something to stick, and not much does, to be honest. That's a shame. But man. it got a second season, so well, I'm going to watch it. I'm sure who, I'm is this a Netflix? No, it was or? on Sky, I don't know who put it out. I think maybe like Fox or something. Well, yeah. Any big names in it? Any no. heavy hitters? No one at all? No one at all. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, like I said, it's, got an, it's got an idea, it's got a premise. It's and a really good idea. I mean, yeah. imagine that, you know, fucking taking the bus to work and then getting yeah. to work five years later. So that's the point. They don't know. So yeah. they're joining the world thinking someone saw the missus like the day before. But in reality, the missus has moved on, she's now got a new husband, yeah. kids with someone else, the kids have moved on to my dad, yeah. and everything's all changed. That's a shame that it's fell so flat. Yeah. Um, did you watch all of it? Watched all 12, we had 16 episodes, I think it was, yeah. Did I admire you so much for sticking with it? My good lady really enjoyed it, so I was forced to watch it. Um, other than that, I watched a film on, I believe it was Netflix, called Office Uprising, which is sort of like the corporate ladder taken to the nth degree when everyone's killing each other to get up the, the corporate ladder. It's very much like the Belco experiment. Which is not dissimilar to the place we work, is it, Richard? Not dissimilar, yeah. <laughs> I've often taken someone out of a staple at some point. Um, it's, for what it is, it's completely fine. It's not It's not great, it's not terrible, it's just, it's a dumb, drunken watch. If you're watching yeah. this a couple of drinks in, you'd be giggling away at it. But it's gory. Not enough. No, because Belco at times was a bit... Gore, oh, yeah. That was horrible. Yeah, yeah. But maybe, maybe not enough gore, that could be part of the problem. Yeah. No, it, was, it was just very average, yeah. very much straight to DVD, which right. essentially it was, it was straight on to, um, to Netflix. I don't think it was a Netflix original, but just, I don't... Just, I didn't see the cinema then, so I just went straight there. So it was like Netflix had a spare 500 bucks lying about in the box. Yeah, yeah. okay, we'll, we'll put it on for you. Um, who was in it? The only person I know is Zachary Levy. Shazam. Shazam? Yeah. Do you know what? I don't know about this guy because he's very charming. I like him. Do you think? So? I've seen all I've really seen him in is Shazam. Chuck. I've never seen Chuck. Chuck he's good in Chuck. Never ever seen Chuck. You've seen Thor as well. Who's it? Oh, he's a bit in Thor. He's, he's, he's part is kind of Errol Flynn character. Completely isn't he? fucking throw Errol. Yeah. Um, so Zachary Levy's the big name in it, the big draw. He's yeah. He's. Sort of is that a sign of his? Was this me before or after? I think before Shazam. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, you know, surely you don't. No, I think Shazam was his big, but his, he knows Shazam, he's big, he's big, 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 that, big. That's, yeah. I'm going big now, yeah. so this was before, okay, that makes sense, okay, I can get that now. So they're touting his success to yeah. basically get you to watch the, yes. I mean, they'll come I think that's the news, I thought actually it was a zombie film. Okay. With a name like Office Uprising, for some reason I thought it was a zombie film. Like zombies in an office, essentially. 
you think weird sometimes? Well, the you poster still had like a severed arm on it, holding like a. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Something. Oh, it's like a. And I was going, where the fuck did the zombies show up? And there was no zombies. There was no zombies. And oh. everyone sort of like they're on a kind of like a high from like the water or something. There's something the chemicals in the water make them a bit kind of like crazed, but they're not, right. they're not zombies. Would it have been better with zombies? I think everything's better with zombies. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of things that may have been better with zombies. Uh, we'll move on to cinema releases. Yes, right? yes, yes. Um, first one up, you didn't see it, but I did. Can I believe in this podcast? I'll go and see everything that needs to be seen. I saw Angry Birds 2. You've seen it regardless of the podcast, you're a big douchebag. Um, <laughs> directed by Thurup Van Orman, which is a great name. Thurup Van Orman. T-H-U-R-O-P. I want to say Dutch. I think he's American, definitely Dutch ancestry there, yeah. Um, it's his feature debut, he did. He was a writer on stuff like Adventure Time and Power Up Heroes, right. all that kind of stuff. Oh, right. so, well, yeah. Captain Network Yeah, is right. okay, okay. right. Um, part of the film, essentially, the birds and the pigs have to come together because there's another threat, another island that's threatening their existence. Who lives in another island, just out of curiosity? Who even knows another island? The pigs are on one island, the birds are on another island. Yeah, so who's in the third island? That's the thing, the baddie. Who's the baddie? The eagles. Ah, right, okay. okay. <laughs> It's so anticlimactic when yeah, he goes, Eagles, oh, okay. Evil Eagles. Okay. Um, in the film, you've got Jason Sudeikis playing Red, the, the big yeah. Eagle, yeah. You've got Josh Gad playing the yellow, yellow triangle one, who's very hyperactive. Um, <laughs> Danny McBride, I think, plays the big bomb thing. Yep. Yep. Um, Peter Dinklage pops up in it as, oh. um, I think he's called the Great Eagle or something. He's not the bad thing, he's just another eagle. Right. Um, you've got Aquafina, isn't it? She's in everything this night. Who's Aquafina? She's in. As I'm sure in Queen of Agents. Who is she, Rose? I'm not sure. She sounds like a dolphin. Yeah. I could be not. <laughs> um, also, in it, Bill Hader, Tiffany Haddish. I love Jones. Bill Hader a lot. I love Bill, Bill Hader has got fucking bags of charm. He He's has. not in enough fucking movies. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Uh, and Rachel Bloom from My Crazy Ed Dolphin. Oh. Or Crazy Ed Dolphin, not My Crazy Ed Dolphin. I can say that. Um, it is better than expected. Okay. okay, still not good. <laughs> but have you seen the first one? Yes. Better or worse? Better than the first one. Ooh. It's one of the few films that is better than the original, and I feel bad because I was shitting on it before I went to cinema um, on Twitter, and the producer of Angry Birds was liking and looking at my tweets, and this made me feel bad. Oh, you're a, I know. I felt, like a, I felt like a shame total, on I felt you. Like a total dick. Shame. Um, but I did tweet him back after. I said, you know what? For all up shit up on it, I actually I giggled at it. I, I laughed a little bit at it, and it was actually a fairly decent movie. I had the um, point of producer Angry Birds have had more things to do with his time. Apparently, hasn't. Apparently, not. Apparently, not. How fucking um, wrong was I? Story is postage stamp. You can see it coming a mile away. It's for kids. Very much. Target audience yeah. is five to nine year olds. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it is for kids. It is predictable. Um, voice cast all very nondescript. Apart from Josh Gad, he's got a lot of energy in it. But yes, he's just doing. He's doing snowman again essentially. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not stretching himself. He yeah. is he's all that. But with ferrous. Yes. Yeah. But you bring enough to it, you can Yeah, he's fine, he's fine. He um, does go for his performances, Josh Gad. He does, yeah. There's not many performances where he he reigns in, you know, he fucking no. throws everything at it. Totally yeah. don't fault him, he gives everything for it, but yeah. you go, I've kinda heard you do this before with the all yeah. that snowman thing. Um, what made it at least enjoyable, there's some decent fun references for adults, you know, which, make, which I think at least adds something. That's yeah. what I thought was missing from Horrible History, for example. Yeah. There's nothing for adults in that film yeah. at all. This does have that. So there's like a there's a fantastic Dawson's Creek reference. Okay. Which I love Dawson's Creek. Yeah, so I'm like, kids are like, nobody's going to get that. Yeah. yeah. So the other ones as well. But that's at least fun. 
it's got a sort of manic energy to it, a bit like you know, like Looney Tunes. Yeah. Not the best Looney Tunes, but you know, like how much fun Looney Tunes. Yeah. You know, like sort of slow down. Be characters that against ours kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite Daffy Duck. Not quite Daffy. Not quite Bugs. Not quite them. But it's got enough in it that you can go. You know what? It's passable entertainment. Okay. Kids are entertained by it, it's bright, it's colourful, it's, it's like 92 minutes long, so breezes by very quickly. Yeah. I've definitely seen worst, worst animation this year, and it's totally, completely fine as a movie. Yeah. yeah. Just, 90 minutes, you come, you go, you think, yeah, it's alright, forgettable nonsense. Yeah. Out of 10? Uh, out of 10, 5.5. Do you know what, for an animated kids movie, that'll do it. I'll do. That'll do, sir. Um, so yeah, so second film that we saw this week was one called Good Boys. I think you've seen this one as well. Yes, I've seen this um, yesterday. After, after work, I, I decided, because I was going to go and see Jerry Butler. Okay. Um, <laughs> our national hero. Yeah. <laughs> and, you've got uh, the money, I believe, yes. It, it was only in 4DX and I thought, you're not getting seven quid off me, <laughs> Jerry Butler. I like you sometimes, not that much. So no, I went to see this instead. Yes. Um, so Good Boys, it's directed by Gene Stepinski. Um, who's not done any films, he's featured from debut, but he has done a lot of of the American office. I remember if you've seen any of them. I can't remember what specific episodes, but he's done a few of them. Um, the plot of the film essentially is three young boys, but then... The Beanbag Club. Beanbag yes. Club. They are 12, 11, 12. 11, 12, 12 yeah. Yeah, yeah. They are in middle school, they're sort of... They're not seen as the coolest kids in school, yeah. but they're trying to be the cool kids in school. They're trying to sort of become adults and stuff like that, but anyway. Something happens where they've got to try and rescue a drone or buy a drone for their dad because they've wrecked their own drone. And go to a party. And go to a kissing party. Well. Kiss party. Yeah, Very yeah. important. On the way, they're getting sidelined by older ladies who are trying to take it out, who are trying to interfere with Not interfere with them, that's the wrong word to use. Try to distract from what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and also, they're, they're having their own inner turmoil between each other. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, the film, you got Jacob Tremblay. Who plays the kind of? I would say the main one. I would say the main kid. Yeah, yeah. So he was the kid that was in room. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, he's in that. And you get Keith L. Williams, who is the, the African American kid. I'm yeah. sure. He's in Last Man on Earth. If you've seen Last Man on I've Earth, seen it, he's no. in that. He's a few episodes. He's in that. And Brady Noon, who I don't know from anything. I think he's not much. That's all. Maybe kind of has a breakthrough. Yeah. And there's three kids. And you've also got uh, Molly Gordon, uh, who's in Booksmart. Um, she's one of the girls who's trying to sort of come in the way of the boys and try and stop yeah. them from doing what they want to do. Um, and I think it's Midi Francis as well, she plays our girl. Stephen Merchant pops up in a little cameo. What's that him? Stephen Merchant. What's yeah. that Because yeah. I was looking around, he's not credited. Definitely Stephen Merchant. All. Definitely Stephen Merchant. I don't think it was. To be discussed. 100% Stephen Merchant. I thought so as well, but it's not. To be discussed. Who do you think it is then? I don't know. That, that's the thing is, I thought it was Stephen Merchant, but see when you look at IMDb, it is not. He, it, it tells you who the guy is. I don't know who he is. If he's a fake name like Matt Damon does sometimes. I don't know. That, that is a really, thousand percent Stephen Merchant. I'm really confused because I thought that and I was saying to Lorraine, oh, Stephen Merchant was in this film and then I was looking at MDB and I was like, fuck, it's not Stephen Merchant. No, 100% Stephen Merchant. I think Merchant. I'm having one of my, my moments again. Oh, so where, I'm thinking 100% Stephen Merchant. We'll, 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 we'll dig it yeah. up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also Will Forte plays the dad. The dad? Ah, yes. He's, yes. He's, in, he's in Last Man on Earth as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we saw the National Lampoon one. Yes, we saw that. Oh, on that, I'm reading a book called Wild and Crazy Guys. Okay. All about the 1980s comedy boom. Oh, well, immensely good book. Phenomenal book. Pass me when you're done, yeah. and I'll give you Richard E. Grant's film diaries. It's a trade, sir. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I'll, I'll start on this one. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was, I enjoyed it. 
most enjoyed it. it. It was a lot sweeter than expected. There were some genuinely very funny moments in it. There's some stuff didn't quite hit. I mean, it didn't hit. It get, there was a lot of silence in the cinema. Right. But kind of overall, I, I, I dug it. I, I really liked it. I thought the kids were good in it mostly. Um, I enjoyed the fact that the kids were the main focus of the film. I, yeah. did, I liked the fact they didn't like, sort of have a, a side story. Kind of like that one we saw, what was the one with the, with the wrestler in it, where it's like the, three, the, kids, the girls want to have sex for the first time, um, and, and the dads and mums are trying to stop them doing it, remember? It oh, like, i never seen it. Blockers, i never seen that. Yeah, one, same. They had to have this like, side story. Yeah, like, I'd much yeah. rather see the story of the kids. It, it, yeah. It's more entertaining. Um, I, I, I thought, I generally, it's, it's a good, fun comedy, and it... And it it deserved its 15 rating, which I really enjoyed. Yes. It didn't. It, it could easily. It could easily went for a 12 rating to get more of an audience, but it, 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 it rated its 15, which I thought was good. Um, yeah. Interesting enough, produced by Seth, Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill, yeah. and, and that kind of crew that's done Sausage Party, This Is End, stuff like that. And it's so very much in that can, vein. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I think a lot of people are saying it's um, super bad light. I think that's derivative to call yeah. things because they're already called like book smart but it's like super bad yeah. for girls and stuff like that I mean I get why they're doing it because it's yeah. like the easiest option but yeah, yeah it, it's sort of like that yeah I get, I get. so everything you've said uh-huh. I agree but we should go on top okay you enjoyed it a lot oh, but, I mean, and, and for the first 10 or 15 minutes I was really kind of like I'm not sure these kids are abusive I don't know uh-huh. and by the end of it completely won over oh yeah fucking utterly like wow um, by the point we got to where the boys on stage singing uh-huh. my heart was fucking <laughs> rain I was just like pure wow yeah. like, just that way you're just rooting for somebody yeah. so much that you know you're just buzzing about uh-huh. it um, so yeah it completely fucking won me over I thought it really captured like that age of like you're still a child essentially yeah but you're yeah. trying to maybe you're trying to understand the adult maybe or, or, or adolescent world yes so when they're talking about certain things, you go, they've, they've, they've kind of almost got what they're talking about, but they're, they're, they're slightly off what they're talking about, you know? It's a really funny bit, so yeah. the cop scene was cop scene fantastic, that yeah, was yeah. Um, The parent section scene was very funny as well, yeah. and stuff like that, that was fucking on the nose as yeah. well, that was brilliant. I like the creepy sister who just pops up in like two scenes. That was really good yeah. as well, but I think the, the biggest thing about it was just the amount of heart the kids oh the three kids the, the heart, so they bring so much to it yeah, but yeah. as I say I just kind of at first I was like no and just as it went on and on honestly by the end I was just a pure like you know this is fucking something else this yeah film. so so funny I think the heart of this film and what they rightly figured out was the heart of this film is the three kids yeah. they didn't they didn't take away from him because like Will Forty the guy who they could like, put more screen time into the dad yeah, yeah. but he basically got two scenes of it yeah. You could see it at the end, see it at the start, see it at the end, that's kind of all he's got. He easily could have made him a bigger tag, he's like, no, we're going to stick with no, this, this isn't about the kids' dad, it's about these three kids. It was so, so good. And yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that was quite funny, but I think what happens is it's 11 and 12 year olds doing shit that 11 and 12 year olds shouldn't do and uh, you kind of like, that's funny but uh, should I laugh yeah. at that? Like, I can laugh at yeah. it because it's funny. Like I love the I love the cool kid, like what's his name, the, the, the Japanese kid yeah. who's supposed to be the coolest kid in the school and he's like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, yeah, totally. yeah, like oh this kid took three sips of beer, no one can take three sips of beer, it's impossible. <laughs> it's like, so stupid. Yeah. But the, the things that kind of jolt you about is like um, when, when he crashes on his bike and you're oh. like, yeah, you yeah, like yeah. like, stunned you like, fuck, you know, or when they're, when they're trying to score, uh-huh. and you're like, 
shit, you know, this is fucking. It gets really dark at one point, yeah. But you know, open your eyes to it, and, and again, just see, by the time you get to that song, do you know what I mean, then when it's doing your music, oh. see if you're not winning over that, oh, yeah. you have no fucking heart, no, man. You definitely. deserve to just fucking go and live on a beach by yourself <laughs> and never see a TV again. <laughs> it was, it's a very charming, well done, but I just had a lot of love for it. Yeah. Listen, there is a few moments the jokes don't quite hit. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of it's a bit dead air, but yeah. for the most part, they keep it on track, and it's pretty, like, 100 minutes. 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Cuts back. Just does not overstate its welcome. Well paced. That's all. Yeah. Which nice is. Um, I thought as well, the problem with a lot of Rogan films is maybe because the kids can't do it as well. The improv was played down. Yeah. It's really a scripted movie. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was good. Sometimes with the Rogan film, I know the Rogan's not in this one, but they just seem to tell they've went for 20 minutes like riffing on something. Picked what they want. And then, aye, this did seem like a lot more precise. They're, they're but it felt more. natural. It did feel overly scripted. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, absolute gem of a movie. Um, and it's nice because I went in knowing absolutely nothing about it at all. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you go in and you're like, I don't know, because I was saying to people, I went to see that and they're like, what's that? Yeah. And it just seems to be one of these films that no one's heard of, but when you see it, it just fucking, wow. It's a charm. Out of 10? Solid 8, 8 and a half. Easily. Well done. I'm going to give it 7. 7. So yeah. it's a, yeah, so that's, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I look forward to it. I'll probably watch it again on a Friday night or something. Do you like it? Gil laughed a lot, I Yeah, it. The, um, what was the scene that really got her? Was that there was a scene that absolutely brought like, buckled her, I can't think what it was. The bit where the, lock, the cop in the shop really got me, just that when it out you see. And the bit with the doll on the roads, that was genius. Yeah, I can't remember what the scene was. The bit where he's trying to buy the doll as well, oh, yeah. that was genius too. Yeah. <laughs> the swing, the swing. The bit really early on, it just, I looked at Jill, I had to, she was actually bent over her chair, like, yeah, she was buckled. Yeah, so, um, and you know, she loved it a lot of bills, I liked it as well. Um, so that was a good one, 7 out of 10 for myself, 8.5 out of 10 for yeah, you. Yeah. Last film is one, it's not it's a Netflix movie. Yes. It came out on May 17th, so, but I've only just got to it and I thought, I thought it was worth your mention until I saw it. It's a film called See You Yesterday, directed by Stefan Bristol, with his debut flick as well. Um, the thought of this film is... A lot of debuts this week, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the plot of this film is essentially two young kids, um, African American origin, basically they invent, they discover and invent time travel. Yeah, 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 um, absolutely. Whether they're doing a time travel thing, one, not because of them, but one of their friends gets shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're trying to use time travel to go back in time to stop that from happening. Every time they go back in time, there are unintended consequences of what they're yeah. doing, and they're trying to figure out a way of stopping what's happened happen, and also yeah. not have everything else happen. Um, in the film, you've got a lot of newcomers. You've got um, Aaron Duncan Smith, who, who's the main girl in it. She's an Annie, that's where I know her from. But she's like, oh, was she Annie? I think she was Annie, yeah. Was she? Yeah. Well, okay, thank you. Uh, you get Dante Critchlow, who I think is his debut, he's not been in yeah. before. And you've got uh, Styro, is uh, the guy who gets shot. Yeah, he, 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 he's a rapper. Yeah. So I, I don't know why he's doing yeah. And also, which I thought was fucking pitch perfect and charming as fuck, Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox even future. references. But, but, yeah. What really pissed me off though was um, see the cop that does the shooting. Uh, wasn't Don Johnson. You want to be Don Johnson? I thought it was you Don Johnson. I know. You like a face of white or something. Do you, do you see what's going on? Do you look like Don Johnson? A little bit, yes. I was like, that's Don Johnson. I thought it was like Don Johnson, the guy from the shield had a child. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think of this one? Terrible. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, dude. Honestly. See, the, the, right, the boy, I thought, was amazing, the main boy. 
his character was the best thing in it. Yep. The girl's character, it's like fucking attitudes. Rein it in, you fucking bitch, you get that. It, it just dumb decisions. I'm going to go back, we can jump back in time. What's the first one we do? Play a prank and ex-boyfriend. I'm like, come on, you are two highly fucking intelligent kids is yeah. established within the first the few credits of the movie. Well, well they invent time travel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, we, um, but he by their interactions with other students, the teachers, they're, they're so above, you know, uh-huh. your kind of normal kids. And then they time travel to do stupid fucking pranks. They're obviously going to have stupid fucking repercussions. At that point, my heart fell down in the arsehole or something. Oh, right, that's yeah. five minutes into the movie. It was a real, but do you know what I think? It was like, come on. I get, I get your point. Yeah, yeah. And then every time it's like, don't do that. Why are you fucking doing that? One bit that really got me. It really, really was on. Uh, not the very, very, very last time travel, which fucking annoyed me because yeah. it was like, that's how you're doing this. Yeah. The one before that where they get to the brother, she's chatting to him, she's chatting to him, she's chatting to him, she's got, I've got ties, I've got this, she's chatting to him, cops turn up. Every other fucking history prior to this, the cops are there, you know, fucking way before that length of time elapsed, so they suddenly decided let's change the rules okay. of time and that annoyed me as well. Alright. Sorry. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed it from a lot. I know you did. I, did, I really liked this film a lot. Um, I enjoyed, I thought it was very smart, funny, it was a really emotional time travel movie, which I really, I think, I'm, I'm a big fan of time travel films, I yeah. love time travel movies. Um, I also like time travel films that are able to stick to the rules as well as possible. Because also, every time travel film will fall apart. It's so tough to nail things. I mean, I think yeah. that, you know, even Back to the Future doesn't really work on close examination a lot of time, you know? And yeah. um, Avengers Endgame, that time travel thing, what the fuck is going on in that, you know? As much as you try their best to cover it, yeah, there's yeah, you, tracks. There's yeah. massive tracks, because yeah. it's time travel, there's all the massive tracks. So yeah. this one I think does better than most of trying to keep the tracks to a minimum, and it, it brings it holds it all together. I thought the two kids, the main two girls, the girl and the guy were fantastic, I thought they really worked off each other. I really enjoyed what they offered as, again, it felt like real people, it felt like real adolescents, they were yeah. discovering something completely insane, it still felt like they were real people. They had good chemistry, yeah. um, but... He, his performance, the boy I thought was really interesting, just whenever he was on screen you were drawn right. to it. No, definitely, he had a real bit nervous energy about it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, aye, um, that, that's it, yes. It reminded me a little bit of dope. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. And I loved, I was a love dope, so give me dope with time travel, then I'm, I'm pretty much See, it was just, it's just, the, I don't know if it's laser eye, but it is just stupid shit like these two, you know, fucking genius kids doing dumb shit. Yeah. That's what got me, and I was, it was frustrating. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, I yeah, almost felt myself yeah. saying that to the characters, you know what I mean? Like, what are you fucking doing? Hopefully, I'm with you in the, towards the end of the thing with the, the, the pop car, yeah. and also the, the general ending of the film. Yeah. But I'm willing to forgive it because I think it's a strong message, and a really strong social political message with the you know, Black Lives Matter, yeah. essentially, and that yeah. was really, and I get the idea of like inevitability. Doesn't matter what you do, the same shit's going to happen, and no matter what you try and change, it seems like they'll always find something. Look, like, like the cop racist. Yeah. He wants to shoot the kid. He'll shoot. Regardless, 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 yeah, he's, yeah. he's ready to go, yeah. and that soul destroyed in many ways. But also, you get like again, I get, I get the point of trying to make with it. No matter how many times you get fixed this, it's all going to do the right the same way. Um, what I thought was a big shame, but it's not about the film itself. 
Netflix did not promote this film at all. No, I don't only do about it because you said watch this fucking film. Uh-huh. I would have never have known this film existed in the universe unless you told me about it. And the shit that Netflix put on, I feel this is way better than a lot of stuff to put out. And it's a real shame that it was lost that way. Yeah. Um, I, only, I only think about it because um, Empire put something out in like the top 30 films of the year so far, and this was number like 30. Really? Yeah, they've raised they, 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 I've, I've dug it. I think Mark Bernardin off of um, Batman and Batman. Seems to be, um, I had a quick look at the, the kind of ratings on it, and it does seem to be a critic kind of heavy film. I think the audience score in IMDb is, you know, kind of average 5, 6, critics are kind of 7, Nine 8, so yeah. there is a Device, yeah. We've seen a lot of films these days, you know, the difference between a critical response and a non-critical yeah, response. Yeah, that seems to be quite a kind of trendy thing. Yeah. Just now. Um, the special effects for very BBC Doctor Who. They were, but I think reviews on it what, what kind of divides people most of all and I'm, it, without spoilers it's not a conclusive ending no it's not you know it's a you know you make me want that fucking end which I'm usually happy about on this occasion I was like you, you know what no that's not fucking good enough you know I've invested in this shit you put me through what did you I'm much the same as I would like to have seen a resolution to an ending a proper finale to it yeah. and understand it um, I get wider this way. Yeah, oh no, I always understand the kind of open endings, but I think sometimes it's. I think honey, you've got to give. It can be seen as a cop out that you've, yeah. you've not got an anything to do this. Yeah. Um, I don't think it is. I don't think it is a cop out. No, I think that's what you want. And to I do. think you can tag on a hundred scenarios to that quite yeah, easily. Exactly, and, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it'd be nice to see even a hint of. Here's even like if you do something like what you do in uh, Inception, just show the. Just short wobble. Just yeah, just to give you a, a definitive yeah. Oh no, that's not that's not what we did it. That's yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing. Uh, you know, so just something like that. Yeah. Um, overall, I, I still really dug it. it. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Me not so much. Sorry, dude. Sorry, man. I gave it eight. I gave it four. Oh, so I was pushed to give it four. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're written all over the place sometimes, you know that? They really are, they really are. Um, but that's what makes it so listenable. Yeah, listenable, yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, Just quickly, um, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. I fucking loved it. It was fun. It was a big, dumb, fucking fun film with a rock in it. Um, although I didn't like the girl, the sister. She pissed me off a lot. She was the only thing I enjoyed the whole film. I think it's getting, again, once again, proof that The Rock Charming fuck. Yeah, yeah. Great screen presence. Yeah. Man cannot improv. Yeah. He cannot improv. He can't riff, can he? He, he, may, he might learn. You never know. He might learn. But, but no. yeah, it, it, it doesn't riff. And also, so, who else can't improv? Jason Statham. Yeah. If you yeah. both improv, it felt... I felt ill watching yeah. it a little bit. It's like out of a hundred guys, one or two lines, the rest, maybe not. It also struck me as well, it's directed by the guy who done John Wick, John Wick and Deadpool too, and also Blood. And I think the limitations of the Rock and Stadium is they're not, they're, they're at, they look like action stars, they're not action stars. Because the amount of cutting for the fight scenes. Oh, the, yeah, they've got a cut, yeah. They, they haven't got the move. They're not Keanu, for example, who can do, who can be fluid and move. Even Charlie Theron and a lot of stuff you can do. This you tell a lot of, there's no, there's no great one shot, it's all very heavily edited. Yeah. Um, just quickly before we depart on Keanu, Matrix 4, thoughts? 
exact same. I'm yeah. like, do you know what? Matrix, the Matrix, Matrix I thought was a good film. And then Matrix 2, I thought was a very average film. Yeah. Matrix 3, I've yet to watch all the way through. I have not watched all the way through. I've refused to watch and it. And yeah. when they're announcing four, I'm like, well, half. The Matrix 3's got the architect name. That's a car one, I think. They have the car. The the Matrix, I don't know. You see exactly. Exactly. You're at a point where we Have you seen about the architect giving the explanation for the film? No. I think I have. I think I have seen through. I will see through once. Right. Yeah. yeah. Again, everyone's going nuts. I'm like, really? Did again, it's this nostalgia thing. It's like something you remember, you recognise. I want to see it again. It's like you don't want to see it again. That universe is entirely finished. It's done. Yeah. Move on from it. It would. Yeah. If anything, that film is that series is two films too long. Yeah. Yeah. It I, does not need a yeah, four. It did not need two and three. Ah. Uh, Why give it fucking four? four? Now, it might be because Keanu is. It's hot right now. That's, that's what I was my first thought. And yeah. I'm, I'm all for more Keanu. Love Keanu. You know, I'm, I actually really look the Bill and Ted. Yeah. You know, I think the Wachowskis are desperate yeah. for fucking something because yeah. when was the last thing they done that was good? The Matrix. I'm going to go on. I'll, I I don't know if I liked it, but I fucking I appreciate Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Yeah. There is something there. But it was a box office oh, fucking oh, rock oh, oh, yeah so oh. I think these guys need something and I think you know it's after Jupiter Ascending it, I think it's you know what, what can we do we had one hit the man that was in the hits the fucking man that ever oh, let, you know let's put two into it I think that's what we're going could be could be wrong it be an amazing film we can both be talking absolute nonsense yeah. we'll I see. have very little faith in it. I, 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 I don't have no faith I just don't care yeah. I'll go and see it always like I go see everything yeah. but I don't really care that much. Yeah. Like, and even if I do like you, if I don't like it, I'll be like, I want to make it. I love to make it and enjoy that again, again, again. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. If you do a great film, then great. I'll, I'll happily embrace it. But also, I don't really care that much. It's not going to tarnish the magic. No. And to be quite frank, as much as say something like Speed Racer, um, Cloud Atlas, and Super Ascending, they're, they they were commercial hits. And also they're based on other IP, eh? like IP, like, sort of, like books and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, manga, yeah. It felt fresh to an extent, you know. Where I think I, that's their, their style and vision, though, isn't oh, it? It's, you know, the it's their, their vision on something else. Yeah. I, like to, I like to see more original, originality rather than rehashing the same nature. But then, Jupiter Ascending. They were fucking giving free reign and look at the bottom of that shit. True, 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 true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, yeah. How was an Well, we've still got Dora, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Which, you know what? The trailer is fucking dynamite. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take... It's my kid's birthday this week. Yeah. So, I think maybe we're going to go and do that. It kind of looks like Jumanji Light. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's two of the charming. light. Two of the for kids. Yeah, yeah. it's charming. Yeah. Um, Angel Has Fallen. Which has been getting really mild reviews. As you would expect. I, as you would but expect. But every film in that season has got very mild reviews, but yeah. it seems to still survive. Is it's critical hand a critical failure but uh, audience success. It's popcorn and it is it's like the end of a bad day at work. That's the perfect fucking remedy and it is watch Jenny Butler wipe out America. Yeah. Uh, we've also got scary stories to tell in the dark. Which I'm intrigued by. Del Toro. He's producing what direction. Right, okay. Okay. Um, I was supposed to go see this at an advanced preview the other day there, like oh, um not heard much about it so far. Strong reviews from critics. I think it's up in the kind of 80% mark yeah. from Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, Del Toro for me, he doesn't really do scary that well. He does beautiful. I was saying that to Lorraine, I was like that, and I was saying he doesn't, and she was like, how about horrors he done? I was like, Crimson Peaks. It's not a horror. It's, it's Keep meant... the Water is almost made to be a horror. If it wanted to be. Yeah. 
Pan's Labyrinth could be a horror. Yeah, it's, yeah. A horror it's a horror element. There's it. too much fantasy to. Yeah. to there's, there's no division between yeah. the fantasy horror. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just my. Maybe. Did he do. Blade 2 is not horror, it's, it's action. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. does beautiful rather than He scary. does gore good, he does monsters good. It just doesn't scare you. Yeah, yeah so maybe, yeah, maybe, who knows what it would be. This could be it. Um, he's using that. Other horror maestro, um, Sam Raimi, is producing Troll. Yes. Which looks very good. The good trailer review, but... looks insane. Yeah. It just looks fucking crocodiles just got uh, It's all gators. Gators, yeah. But nuts. Um, fucking nuts. And bathrooms, yeah. It looks like a simple one area setup. Yeah. It looks quite. Um, Tense and yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of really strong reviews for this one as well. Yeah, um, really strong. Who's directing it? It's Andre Azure, the guy who did. Um, I can't remember what he's saying, Mama, maybe? I think you're right. Yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe in the city, one in the city. Well, I know the name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to see this. Yes, I'm really excited to see this. Also, Spanish film, Pain and Glory, with Antonio Banderas. Which is a semi autobiography yeah. of. About a filmmaker sort of looking back in career and a lost love. Is career. it meant to be Armando? What's his name? Carozo? No, he's a Spanish one that does Time Up, Time Down, stuff like that. He's done all the Banderas films. Armando, really, really famous Spanish director. Possibly. Done. May have done the first Desperado with Marachi. No, that was what the week is. If you do that, then you don't have. Yeah, he's done a lot of really good. We'll look him up and we'll look him up. I think it might be about him. Okay, but that looks interesting if not. It might look very, 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 very... Banderas is always good, so I will not hear about it. No, I will not. I will not. But the fact that it's a subtitle means it might probably not be a fair one. But that's it. Where can people find this ball? In the Raven. Oh, upstairs. Upstairs. Yeah, we can see the world as it passes by. Um, usual haunts, three beers and a movie um, at Gmail, on Twitter, on Instagram and on Facebook. Give us some give us some feedback. I've been Colin, you've been Richard and we've been Three Beers and a Movie.